Hey, Luke! What's up, Frof? Why can't the blonde dial a 911? I don't know. She can't find the 11. <laughs> On this episode of Another Digital Citizen, we'll be talking about News of the Week, TV of the Week, an interview with a Trump voter, Eurovision, another digital review of Sherlock Gnomes, and Alone Together, Episode 10. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Digital Citizen episode 129. Hello, Luke. How has your week been? Uh, interesting. It snowed this week in spring, so that's good. It's what? snowing in Whoa. spring. Are you are you in Norway? Are you in Norway? <laughs> it, it was not. It wasn't that bad. I mean, it was like a couple days where it snowed and it stuck for a while, but it was it was kind of nice. But at the same time, it was very strange because it just became spring and then it starts snowing. But other than that, um, pretty good week. Uh, a l- little work here, a little work there, and um, just hanging out. What about you? Uh, I had a better week than I had the week before. <laughs> That's for sure. Good. I had seen a lot of TV and stuff, and yeah, uh, we will talk about that later. You know, I'm really, really, really good at one thing. I can predict the future. Did you know that? Uh, I did not know that. I, I, I have magical powers. I can see into the future because... I think I think we're going to talk to someone called Ian later, and we're going to talk a lot about gun control, and we're going to talk a lot about socialism, and I think I I have some uh, oh we're going to talk about conspiracy theories. I I can see the future. I I I can for some reason see that too. It must be in the. Uh, the hive mind consciousness that we both can see that from. Hmm. Um, I didn't do that interview like 10 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, let's begin with some fun, 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 fun uh, flat earth facts uh, talking about conspiracy theories. I showed you this. Flat earther blasts himself into the sky. On homemade rocket, and he survives. Happy, or whatever you can call it. 
<laughs> happy? What? Uh, are, are we happy that you survived? <laughs> I mean, well, I, okay. I guess so. Uh, we've talked about it Mad in the past. Obviously, uh, this guy named Mike Hughes finally, uh, I guess, made liftoff. Because we've talked about him, I think, three times. Uh, or maybe it was twice that he uh, said he was going to uh, shoot this rocket off with him in it. But ended up uh, canceling for a couple different reasons. This time, it actually happened. Uh, I guess it says he went upwards of 18 hundred feet uh and i we had talked about this before and i remember it being this was like the first uh non-government funded rocket to ever be um sent up that high so that's kind of interesting uh you why don't we watch uh this rocket launch (laughs) let's uh look at someone that's a little more stupid than both you and me are you ready uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, sure. Yeah, go ahead. In three, two, one, go. So I see this rocket behind the car, and there it goes. Yeah. Up, up, up and away. And there uh, it deploys a parachute. Uh, and that parachute did not look like it worked very well because it's upside down now. <laughs> yep, and it's going pretty fast down. If I had to guess, pretty. Yeah. It's not a great shot, but uh, this guy, uh, this video I found is actually. Like, if, if you watched uh, other videos online, it, they'll cut it off, but this guy actually, I think, was there. So at least we're getting to see kind of what happened. Uh, in full. It's still coming down, so it was way up there, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's coming down. I'm yelling timber. What? Um, is that something happened there? We got a second parachute, whoa. like, right at the very last moment? He probably should have... <laughs> and there it hits the ground. Alright. So, it looked like yeah. it went pretty well. Uh... As far as I've seen, I've not seen anything saying whether or not this proved or disproved Flat Earth, but... I like it when Ian says later he believes in in, in the round uh, Earth theory because he, believed, what, 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 because he believed in gravity. <laughs> he could see gravity. <laughs> Oh, so we talked about uh, the United Kingdom uh, being maybe the powers behind the uh, uh, Trump collusion. Investigators complete seven-hour Cambridge Analytica headquarters search. Officials raid uh, London offices, admit allegations it may have illegally acquired data. So, uh, they were there for seven hours? That's what it's saying, yeah. Uh, 18 enforcement officers entered Cambridge Analytic headquarters in London, West End, on Friday night to search the premises after the information uh, was, after they were granted a warrant to examine its records. Uh, So, I have not seen anything that's come out about 
about what they found, but that might come out in no. the future. Um, that will be interesting. Def- this whole thing is yeah, very interesting because, uh, I, at least from what I've seen this last week, uh, I saw a very interesting, yeah. uh, a few people talking about this, but this story came out in uh, a year ago or even a little more, 2000, the end of 2015, uh, this story had already come out and people are, or at least a lot of the news is acting like this is a new thing that we're just finding out about, but people were reporting on this, um, over a year ago already. And now we're now, now they're acting like, Oh, we just found out about this, but really we, it was already known. So that's very interesting. I'm not really sure what's going on there, but overall this, mm, there's definitely a fight. Uh, uh, um, Facebook is definitely having to fight uh, this whole thing. They've lost millions of dollars, at least in their stocks, in the last bunch of days because of this whole um, scandal, I guess. Uh, and uh, and Norway, just a little like uh, uh, in there, we had stocks in Facebook. Uh, so the Norwegian oil, uh, um, the Norwegian oil uh, uh, stock right. that we have talked about before, uh, lost. I think it was two point three billion dollars or something. Right. At least until the stocks go back up, we'll see. I guess. Right. I mean, it's an it, you know, it's an up and down thing. Um, but, uh, but we've talked about before that Facebook, Facebook is shit. Facebook is already yeah. it was already on the decline, especially with younger people, uh, as far as yeah. uh, people joining and being on there. And this did not help. Obviously, a lot a bunch nope. of people have uh, gotten off of Facebook because of this. I, I don't honestly to me when I look at this and people are like, oh, my gosh, they're these, these people are using Facebook to get all your information. Have you been on Facebook before? <laughs> because that's what it is. You, it's yeah. a place where you put all your information. What did you think they were doing with it exactly? <laughs> Good question. Uh, estimated to twenty uh, k. Uh, is that twenty thousand? Uh, you're looking at the uh, you're looking at the that yeah okay um. 20,000 attended a march in Parkland uh, mm-hmm. for the March for Our Lives rally. But if uh, 800,000 uh, marched in Washington, D.C. Wow. Ooh. So 820,000 altogether. Uh, in those two places. But people were marching in yeah. different places all across the country, including Boston, Chicago, Houston, New York City. Uh, just to name a few of the bigger ones, um, nice. And those those ones were you know in the thousands. Uh, probably New York was more in the tens of thousands, but there were smaller ones even around me. Uh, in one of the towns near me, they had one that was a few thousand people, probably mm, fifteen hundred, two thousand, something like that. Uh, even in a smaller town, so these were all over the country. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it it was a huge thing um, as far as marches go what did you see from this whole thing from uh, i saw absolutely nothing in norway about this really i i'm surprised yeah. by that um, okay yeah me too i'm i'm uh, 
uh, I saw I saw the one uh, the thing in Washington, but it wasn't like talked about. It was like maybe like two minutes in Norwegian uh, news. Okay. But what I did talk about was this Pennsylvania school district. Oh well, let me go back before, uh, we, before we move on. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I want to talk okay. about this March for our li- uh, March for our lives protest. Um, it's pretty amazing uh, to have th- this march because I think it was when this happened. When this happened, I was saying, "Oh, in three weeks we're all going to forget about it," and it's three weeks mm-hmm. later, and we haven't forgot about it. So, got to give them credit for that. The one thing oh, I yeah. do have a problem with this is the organiz the organizers. Um, it, 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 the march itself is great, but I always am going to have a problem with these kind of marches when they have somebody like Miley Cyrus there uh this if you if you read the npr article i sent you this march for our lives event cost five million dollars um where do you think that money came from fro taxpayers uh no okay um obviously this was all started by the parkland students but parkland students clearly just didn't have five million dollars lying around to throw this thing so uh-huh. it had to have come from somewhere of course npr uh uh the highly choreographed event in washington attended by hundreds of thousands of people uh was put together in just five weeks uh march for our lives was funded uh, according to organizers uh, came from crowdfunding uh and other donations including from household named celebrities such as oprah winfrey and george clooney <laughs> okay uh so i i guess my whole thing here is uh when you do something like this if you have if you okay we had eight hundred thousand people that were in washington dc right. miley cyrus performed a concert there a few other people were uh, performed concerts there the problem I, that i have with having celebrities do these kind of things at these things number one is it kind of seems like they're using this tragedy to um, promote an album or something like that. It could be construed that way. The other thing I have Mm -hmm. a problem with is if you're looking at it from the other side, the pro-gun side, and you see 800,000 people marching on Washington, that's an amazing thing. But then you see, oh, but Miley Cyrus is there. When you're on the other side, then you have an excuse to say, well, how many people would have showed up if Miley Cyrus wasn't doing a concert? And it gives the other side ammunition that mm. I don't think that they need. So, uh, yeah. does that make sense, Fro? Yeah, I understand what you mean. Right. So, I guess, uh, in, in my opinion, it would be better off if these celebrities left, left were mm, just stayed out of it. So. Okay, can we now talk about the most silly thing in the fucking world against sure. school shooting? I didn't fucking believe this news. Pennsylvania school district are students. But with what? Rocks! In case of this shooter. Like, okay. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be laughing, but... (laughs) You you know, okay. Let's say I'm a school shooter and I come into your classroom with a... uh, automatic gun and I start shooting all all around the classroom. Guess what will not stop me? 
Fucking rocks will not stop me. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's possible. It's very unlikely. But according to this, uh, the Pennsylvania school district, uh, they've placed uh, five-gallon buckets of rocks in each classroom. <laughs> the Blue Mountain School District in Shulskill County? Uh, sure. The protocol has been that students lie down under desks and basically become passive targets in the classroom. We decided to empower our students with tools of self-defense, uh, if needed. But what, like, like, if if I if I was like, I I would I would hide faster than you can say a stone full of rockets rocks. I would hide because I think I think that is like like uh, if 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 he doesn't see me, he will probably not shoot at me. If I was hitting rocks at him, guess what? I would probably be the one that he was trying to shoot at instead. Because guess what? I was throwing rocks at him. So I I am going to say this. This is actually maybe more dangerous for people. Than doing absolutely nothing. Uh, maybe it has the potential to be, but also, I mean, the only scenario I can see this working is if there's thirty people, thirty something people in the classroom. They all have a rock. Right, right. when the guy ro- walks in the door, before he even <laughs> comes around the corner of the before doorway, before he starts shooting, yeah. right, thirty rocks hit him in the face all at once. That I guess that could work, but uh, oh. overall, this seems like a bad idea. Plus. I just see something going wrong when you have a bucket of rocks just sitting in a classroom. Some kid's going to... I mean, I remember being a little kid um, and stupid kids being like, oh, I'm just going to hang out. And then all of a sudden, I remember this kid. It was We were walking home from the, uh, the bus stop. And he, his sister was like, whatever, 20 feet in front of us. And this kid decided, oh, I'm just going to chuck a rock towards her to like scare her. And he ended up hitting her right in the head. You know what I mean? Like that. Of course. Those kind of things happen as kids, and you're putting a five-gallon bucket of rocks in the in the classroom. What do you? you something's gonna go wrong. So. Hashtag worst idea ever. It, 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 it's such a shitty idea. Like, I I I have I have no no words. How fucking atrociously stupid I think this is. Maybe as stupid as trying to uh, take down uh, a uh and he was uh, the Catalonian uh, leader and he was arrested in Germany and surprise surprise of course this uh, 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 sparks ma- mass protests because why the fuck do this Right, we've talked about this before. Uh, he was, I believe, he was. Uh, wasn't he in? Uh, he was somewhere that was neutral. I remember that, and obviously he yes. moved yes. from wherever he was into Germany, and that's where they yes. uh, ended up catching up with him. Um, it says here, eighty-nine people were injured in clashes with police, and four arrests were made. Four, only four people arrested, which is not that many. But you, mm. I'm, I'm looking at the footage of the protests right here and it's some hardcore shit. Yes. And it, it, there's tear it, gas all up in the air, people throwing good. things at people and yeah. Yeah. Does not look good. But uh, I, I I I see this as 
another like brick in the case against uh, Spain. The case, Spain, yeah. Like it's so it's so fucking stupid that uh, uh and I, I I don't understand why why the German police at, at all arrested him. He has done absolutely nothing wrong. Well, according to this article from BBC, Spain's Supreme Court has ruled that Catal- Catalan leaders should be tried for rebellion, embezzlement, and yeah. disobeying the state. Uh, that these leaders oh. deny all of these al- deny all allegations. Well, he did it, but <laughs> I well, mean, I there mean, wasn't it, anything I don't... wrong with it. Exactly, a rebellion and disobeying the state. He was just trying to pass a law. <laughs> so, yeah. how, like, if you're working within the system to try to pass a law, and that's called mm-hmm. rebellion, that's just crazy to me. Ah, uh, Norway, 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 Norway. Three ministers from the Norwegian government present on Friday a proposal to ban face covering garments at school, daycares, and other educational institutions. The proposal was presented by a minister from uh, each of the three parties of the coalition government, finance minister Siv Jensen from the Progress Party, minister of education and integration Jans Torres Sannet from the conservative, and minister of education Islin Nibe from the liberal. Well, I'm pretty sure Even... she might be a vampire, but that's fine. The last one? Yeah, she looks like a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> she looks like a vampire. Even though a few people wear uh, the burqa and niqab today, there are uh, instances uh, of it. A national ban will make things clear for everyone, someone said to NRK. The ban will ensure good communication in educational context, the minister added. Norway is open society where we're used to be seeing each other's face to face. This popular uh, popularity important in teaching situations, daycares, and school, he said. The ban will not apply to small children attending daycares. What do you think about this? Um. Well, it says here the proposal is expected to receive majority backing in Parliament with opposition parties, Labour, Centre parties, uh, Socialists Left, and the Christian Democrats all having previously spoken in support of this ban. Yeah. Uh, so even the Labour Party is in support of this, or at least according to this article. Um, mm-hmm. I see there being huge backlash, clearly. I mean, yep. Um, yep. This, is, this is a... There is a problem here with religious freedom, clearly. Yep. Uh, yep. I mean, I don't see this going through, but according to this article, it, uh, it seems like it's going to. So, yeah, it's just crazy to me. I mean, I guess we'll cover this more in the future when it actually goes through. But people are def. I mean, do you, don't you do you think people in Norway are going to have a problem with this or or no? Of course they will. This is against what fucking Norway stands for. Like, okay. The religion of freedom is so important here in Norway. So I think this this will... Uh, I, I actually think this will 
get him get them in trouble. I hope so. I really do hope so. Right. I mean, this is just in schools, though, right? Yeah, but uh, he, here's the thing, though. Like, if I'm a religious Muslim, and I want to wear burqa because of my religion, I should what? be allowed to. I should be allowed to. While we're here on in Norway, doing Norway news, uh, let's mm-hmm. talk about the... Russian diplomats that got expelled all over <laughs> the world. Yes. Uh, 60 uh, Russians were expelled uh, by the Trump administration from the U.S. Uh, one mm-hmm. was uh, expelled from Norway, I believe. And many other yep. countries, One hundred over 100 worldwide were expelled. Uh, mm-hmm. d- and this is all stemming big, big from the... All, yeah, of course. This is all stemming from the UK uh, poisoning yeah. that we've talked a lot about. Yeah. Yeah. Big news in Norway, of course. Big news. Uh, our leader came out, uh, Arna Solberg, and said she uh, agreed with Theresa May uh, that uh, uh, the, uh, this, uh, there was a Russian collusion in getting this... Um, I think we're, we're clearly uh, jumping the gun on this, in my opinion, because we have not yep. seen any kind of proof yet. I want to see some kind we of are totally uh, jumping proof the gun. that something happened here before we just jump to conclusions, which is what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that happened this week that's not our news real quick. Um, remember I talked about the bomber in Austin that they were calling a serial bomber yeah. last week? Uh, they caught him, uh, or cor- uh, they oh, believe they did. Uh, w- there was a 25-minute taped confession that he didn't actually say why, like why he did it, but it was him talking a lot about w- what was why he didn't like his life, and he was saying that he believed he was mentally unstable, and I guess he blew himself up uh, in his mm. house while he was making a bomb. Uh, all right, so let's move dead? on. Let's say, go ahead. Is dead? Yes. He was a young, uh, young man who had some problems and decided he was going to make bombs. And I, the tape has not come out, but I believe that he was just a really troubled kid, uh, and that's what it came down to. So, oh, uh, interesting story coming out of Washington D.C. Uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, Republican, oh, yeah. actually. This is very strange Republican, because yeah. this guy is very Republican. Uh, is announcing a new bill on Monday that will legalize hemp as an agricultural product. Uh, The (laughs) Hemp Farming Act of 2018 would legalize hemp, removing it from the uh, federal list of controlled substances, and would allow it to be sold as an agricultural commodity, which... I I, I like this. I like this uh, thing from McConnell saying, like, hemp has played a financial role in Kentucky's agricultural heritage. And I can believe that it can be an important part of our future. <laughs> right. I mean, if you look into the history of America, during World War II, uh, people were actually subsidized. Like, they were paid to grow hemp because it was used on ships for ropes and things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. After... The um, 
after the ban on marijuana, it was uh, kind of put in with that, where hemp is something completely different from marijuana, but it was bundled in there. I think I've heard a, uh, um, an old fact that, like, if you were to take a hemp plant, you know, hemp leaves or whatever, and you were to mm-hmm. roll a joint and try to get high, the joint would have to be as big as a telephone pole. And if you smoked that hemp joint, you might get a little bit high, but more than likely you would die from smoke inhalation before you ever got high off of hemp. So having it be illegal here has been silly all along, and it is a very good agricultural product, and it can be used for so many things. Uh, rope. We, you can actually make oil that you can run cars off of uh, with hemp. So... I'm like I'm I'm like looking thinking of you sitting there like smoking a telephone telephone pole. It's sitting like on a chair with this gigantic joint that's just going like down the road. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, are you ready for two toots? Uh, um, uh, Civil War government uh, thing update. Two toot. Two toot. Uh, Civil War Gold and Pennsylvania site uh, leaves FBI empty-handed, is what this says. Uh, State officials and members of uh, the Treasure Hunting Group uh, joined the FBI at the site where local lore has it. A gold shipment was lost or hidden during the 1863 Battle Battle of Gettysburg. Um, it says here the FBI isn't confirming that its dig had anything to do with this Civil War uh, treasure, but the agency says it didn't find whatever it was looking for. <laughs> we didn't look for anything, but we didn't find it either. <laughs> we definitely didn't do. find what we were looking for, even though we weren't looking for anything. Exactly. The FBI won't and release still... additional details saying the dig was re- uh, related to an ongoing investigation. So we really don't know what uh, they were looking for, why the FBI was there. According to, I mean, we read last week that treasure hunting group said that they thought they had found it. The FBI shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they're saying they didn't find anything. Uh, and like we said last week, the guy who was the head of the treasure hunting group uh, was told by the FBI he was not allowed to talk to anybody. So, yeah, that's the information <laughs> we have right now. I mean, unless something else comes out, this might be the end uh, it might not. Oh, I hope not. We had so much fun with the Nazi train. I hope we will have as much fun uh, with the gold from the Civil War. Hey, do you like to be said? Uh, if I say kiss my ass, Luke, would you like that? Uh, no. What are you, Vince McMahon? Uh. Kiss my ass. <laughs> Guess why? And Trump is going to tell the truth about Kiss Your Ass, USA. This is Trump where Trump tells the truth. At this moment, uh, President Donald Trump has started the trade war against China. Well, that's fun. And some of it I do understand. You don't want your patent to be stolen. And when it comes to copyright, China is not a good friend. Well, we also started big tariffs of aluminium. You know what? That is also what Norway producing. So my question is, what the fuck 
have we done to you? When did Norway, with the 5 million citizens, become a threat to the American economy? And when did we untreat fair against, unfair against you? We owe every time it comes a new American prime minister, no, no, sorry, new Norwegian prime minister on, we have to go and visit the United States. And we have to kiss ass, every single one. Criticizing the United States is something politicians in Norway are very, very afraid of doing because they know we get consequences. We have forever kiss your ass. So why are you punishing us now? Why are you putting on extra tariffs on our aluminium? Well, I'm going to tell you what it is. It's not because you've been treating unfair. It's because we are better. We're doing it much better than you. And let me put in another phrase, because Norwegian salaries are much higher. Yes, those people who work on aluminium in Norway, they earn good money and they can live on that and still they're competitive outside the country. So this is not because we treated you unfair, it's because we are doing a better job than you. Can you not just admit that that is what free competition is all about? Sometimes you lose. It's not like the World Series of American football where you win every time. This is another country doing it better than you on some fields. You cannot make trade deals who are going to be like America first or America is going to win every time. That's not free competition. That's aggressive nationalism. And that's what the United States is right now, aggressive nationalism. And now your allies, one of your closest allies for years, is getting punished for it. Well, today I wish that Norway was a part of the European Union, so we didn't get this bullshit. And maybe it's the time that we stand again with our European friends, because if you're going to think you're going to divide us, no, you're not. You're just going to make Europeans stand closer together and tell you all in the White House, they're going to kiss your fucking ass. This is Tron. We're trying to tell the truth. Have a nice day. That was Tron telling the truth about kiss your ass, you say. Um, talking about kissing ass, uh, has someone <laughs> send us an email at knowledgeinitials.gmail.com? Uh, no emails this week, I guess. Um, uh, but you can send us an email, like Fro said, at anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. Or if you mm-hmm. want to post up something on our Facebook page, go there. I know people hate Facebook right now, but I'm guessing everybody will come back around eventually. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. So, you are ready for this week's Eurovision. Let's talk about it. Sure. Uh, let's go to Iceland first. Uh, please don't ask me to say his name. Ari Olofsson with uh, our choice. Holy shit, dick, this is a smooth uh, song. And I don't mean that in a good way. Uh, I just wrote down a uh, Disney song. It, it, this sounds like it's <laughs> yeah. going to be in the next Disney animated feature, probably. <laughs> it does sound like it. It does sound. Have you... Have you heard like okay we 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 have done a lot of songs but have you heard a more generic love song in you in your life it's so 
I barely got Love Song out of it until maybe three quarters of the way through, and then he started talking yeah. about something like related to love, but the lyrics were so boring in this song. There, there was at one point where he like repeated himself, but in a different yeah. way. I don't even know how to yes. describe it. Um, yes. This, I mean, it just was not a very good song. It, nope. It sounded very childish. Um, the singer, he had a fairly good voice, but it seemed like he just didn't have the, what's the word for it? Um, there was like some passion missing, maybe? Uh, maybe some, uh, he uh, a little bit of confidence. Like I think there was, he didn't quite feel as confident as I thought uh, he would have. Uh, but overall, he was right. all right as far as singing goes. But the song "Disney Princess" uh, song is really what it was. And he's uh, like he's like every mom's dreams for uh, uh, your daughter. He looks. He he's like the, the equivalent of an handsome young man. If you looked up the in the dictionary in a white white handsome man, <laughs> you would like see a picture of him. He's like the nor. He's he, he looks so Nordic that I was like that Whoa. is true. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he does very. Yeah. He, when you see him, you're like, oh, Iceland. That's like you just see him and you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Oh, not, not surprised that he's from Iceland at all. <laughs> when he started getting into it, I, w I was expecting at some point for it to be like a Christian, like him to start singing about uh, the Lord oh my God. or something, yeah. but it never went into that yeah, part. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. Overall, um, I'll give it a, a one and a half. Oh, you are nicer than me this week, then. Uh, 1.5. Nah, I, I I will give it a two. Okay. I will give it a two. Yeah. Then we go to Netherlands. Uh, to uh, the Netherlands and Wylan with Outlaw in them. And this is the most American song I have ever heard in Eurovision. This Ever. caught me off guard. I was not expecting this when I started the music video. Uh, no. At all. Um, this is a country western song. Very, yes. I mean, he's it's steel guitar, almost even rock yep. and roll kind of bluesy country yep. western. Like, yep. I, I, oh, yeah. not as much of like maybe a poppy kind of uh, western song. More of like a bluesy kind of western song. This guy is actually from the Netherlands. I actually had to look it up yeah. and go, is is this just an American guy they got to do this song? Yeah. But no, he's yeah, a, yeah. he is a uh, I think he's Dutch, is what I read. Yeah. And, and and I was so surprised when I I I heard this because I was like, "Oh my god, this sounds so American." And this is the most like I said, this is the most American song in Eurovision this year. But here's the problem with that look. Can you vote in Eurovision? Uh, no, we cannot. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. There's oh. probably a way I could figure out a way to vote uh, <laughs> online. I bet there's a way I could do it, but it wouldn't be legal. Yeah. It, 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 that's, that's my big problem. Is like, this doesn't fit in in Eurovision at all. 
Because uh, I mean, the one good thing I can say about it is it's different. It's not... Oh, it's definitely different. Yeah, so that makes it stand out. At oh, least yeah. it has that going oh, for it. Oh, yeah. But is it is it in a good way though? <laughs> I I mean like like you said it's uh, uh, it's so American that I think a lot of problem uh, I think uh, it will meet a lot of problems around Europe. Like my personal taste on this, I I think this is a good song. Uh, I do. But it has absolutely nothing to do with Eurovision. So I, I kind of feel like, yes, I like the song, but this is not even going to come to final. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Uh, but again, like I said, it is unique compared to all the other songs, oh, yeah. so that might give it oh, yeah. a little bit of an advantage. Uh, the song itself, I mean, I'm not a fan of country western or country in general, but this song had enough kind of blues um, feeling to it that it was all right. It wasn't as poppy uh, country western as some as it could have been, I guess. So I'll give this a two. You will give this a two um, out of ten. I have a problem with this because it's it's kind of hmm. I will give it a four. Four. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I think it's a good song. I just don't ever think it will place or do good in in Eurovision. I can be totally wrong. but uh, I think this one I, could be a I, surprise just because it's so different, like I said. So I'm not going to uh, discount cool. it, but at the same time, I think you're right that uh, it is a little too... I mean, it's just it's not Eurovision-y, and that's going to ha- hinder it a little bit. But it could also help it. So this one, it's a real toss-up for me. Are you ready for the Book of Margaret, Luke? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do this. The Book of Margaret. Always thank you for the Book of Margaret, Margaret. (laughs) Did you get that? Thank you for the Book of Margaret, Margaret. Uh, Hilarious. Yes, thank you. It's <laughs> it's uh, top ten stone cold stunner victims. Top ten, okay. Yeah, Steve Austin's success was due to his signature move, the stone cold stunner. With a kick, spin, grab, and drop, Austin would knock out competitors, bringing matches to a tentative end. And his in-ring career ended. The stunner didn't. Austin still uses it on anyone he feels deserve it. So who's number one? Jeez. Oh, it's e- it's either McMahon or it's Rock. I'm guessing. I'm gonna go with the Rock. Yep. Oh, you're so close. It was McMahon. Yeah. Yeah. With the Rock as number two. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, at least I got them. I just didn't get the correct order, but that's fine. I, I got them both. Is Linda McMahon uh, on the list? I guess we'll get into the list, but... 
she's not. But would you want to guess number three? Mm, Kurt Angle. Uh, he's number seven. Okay. What's number three then? Shawn Michaels. Okay. Right. Uh, this is uh, uh, from 1998. Uh, the 29th of uh, what's third? April, January, February, April, April. Yeah. Stone called uh, at WrestleMania XIV. Is that 14? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Number four is Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. Number five is Eric Bishop. Number six is The Undertaker. Number seven is Kurt Angle. Number eight is Triple H. Number nine is Jake the Snake Roberts. And number ten is Donald Trump. I was gonna, yeah, that was, I was wondering if Donald Trump would be on there or not. But that, I mean, that that's a memorable one. When it comes to, yeah. uh, like, we can hate Donald Trump all we want and hate that he was in wrestling and that he's in the Hall of Fame, but uh, that is a memorable one. I mean, I remember when that happened, having people come up to me, like, when Donald Trump announced he was going to be at WrestleMania. People who n- never watched wrestling ever but knew that I watched wrestling come up to me and be like, oh, my gosh, did you hear about Donald Trump when that happened? And that was years right. ago. So, hmm. Yeah. But so you, you are so close, Luke. So close. So close. So what did you think about Monday Night Raw? I thought Raw was better than SmackDown this week. I'll say that. Yep. Um, That's no. But it is. We're getting close to WrestleMania, and it is video package mania on both of them right now. So. Oh yeah. I mean they've basically filled out all the storylines and everything so now it's just a video package all the time like there was a video package the ronda rousey thing has just become all video package stuff at this point yeah um yeah the only thing we're really haven't really like a hundred percent booked yet is the john Cena undertaker thing but yeah clearly something's gonna happen there i i'm not a fan of this storyline i think it makes uh john Cena look like a jerk and a, a, <laughs> a douche yeah, yeah exactly I, it's like yeah what are you even talking about the guy retired and you're saying like uh he's he's not man enough to come back and all this stuff it's like <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about he was around for so many years like this none of what you're saying makes sense storyline. yeah it's a terrible storyline and i can't wait for that much and I mean, this on SmackDown we got that Daniel Bryan. We didn't talk about that last week. We talked about it off the air, but Daniel Bryan's going to yeah. be wrestling, which is super exciting. But he's going to be wrestling with Shane McMahon. But I mean, at least it will be against uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So, have you watched anything on TV this week? Because God, gosh, I have watched <laughs> a lot. Why don't you start then? Do you want- I will start. Uh, I've seen Roxanne. Roseanne. Roseanne. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Roxanne? I think that's a different... That's different. Yes, Roseanne. Uh, I saw the first two episodes of the new season. Of season 10. I saw it as well. Yep. What did you think? Um, 
I actually kind of enjoyed it. I, I think I've talked about this on the show in the past, but I did not watch it when I grew when I was growing up. I mean, I've seen episodes oh. here and there, but I just never watched it when I was a kid. Um, right. for what for different reasons, my parents didn't watch it. It was not a show that was on in my household at the time. Um, but this, uh, it felt. I mean, it didn't feel like I would have had to have seen all the episodes to continue into this. Uh, what did you think about? I guess I never saw the end of Roseanne because I didn't watch it at the time, but I guess right. the Dan Aykroyd character had passed away in that, and then right. we come back in this season, and they basically act like it was they a dream. They make fun of it. Yeah. Is that what you got? I mean, they, they come back yeah. in the beginning, of, and they she wakes up and is like, Dan, are you alive? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Did you think that was, was... clever, or what did you think about that? Yeah, I, I liked it. I'm... Uh huge Roseanne fan. I've I watched all of it. Uh, the last season is terrible. But okay. um, other than, than season uh, nine, uh, it's eight good seasons. I'm going to have to go back and watch it because I, I think I've tried in the past, but I, never, I, I just didn't catch on to me. But after watching these two episodes, I, I'm kind of interested to go back and watch it. Uh, but yeah. what I I started watching this week, I started going back and, and watching Three's Company. So I'm at the <laughs> end. I'm I just finished season two, uh, oh. which the first season's only six episodes. Second, ep- the the next bunch of seasons are you know the full twenty twenty five yeah. uh, episode uh, seasons. But what a great show! I mean, this show is yeah. so good and so uh, timeless. Uh, the pratfalls they take, like, nowadays you would see a show like that and they would do a silly pratfall and people would go, oh, that's so goofy and silly. Why would they mm-hmm. do It's so dumb. But I look at it and I'm watching it uh, in 2018. I'm watching uh, Three's Company and seeing these pratfalls and going, I wish they did that more now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's it, they're not trying to be realistic. They're trying to be funny because guess what? It's yeah. a comedy show. And it's supposed yeah, yeah. to be funny. That's the whole point. So when you do something yeah. funny, when you take a fall, it doesn't have to be a realistic. It just has to be funny. Yeah. I, yeah. Lo- uh, I love the Three's Company. Um, probably keep watching that and then maybe get into Roseanne a little later. Uh, but overall, I thought the new one was pretty good. Anything else you saw this week? Yes, I've seen so much. Uh, first episode of Barry I watched. That was really, really good. That's the uh, one about Obama, this- right? Yes. <laughs> I didn't see no, it, but... No, it's not about to bomb. Oh, uh, isn't it? I thought it was. No, no, it's a comedy show. I, I think it's either H... I think it's HBO. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, will Bill Hagner? Hagner? Oh, yeah, okay, I know him. Yeah, yeah. Saturday Night uh, Live? Yes, him. Uh... Then I saw the first episode of Trust. That was fucking amazing. Uh, you need to see Trust. Okay. It's What's it about? True story. It's um, about this corrupt... Uh, well, well, about this family that's kind of corrupt. And this dad, uh, played by... Uh, I want to say Malcolm McDonald, but it's not. Uh, uh, it's that other other guy that's not Malcolm McDonald. Uh, uh, 
the dad of Peter Sutherland. Donald Sutherland? Sure. Not really important. <laughs> Continue with the story. Anyways, it's uh, he's he's the head of this family, uh, and he's like going to like go off pension, and he's like going to leave this company to someone, and all his sons doesn't want to do it, or they are like uh, being in touch of drugs or something, and his grandchild suddenly come here back after many years, and he wants this guy to take over his company. It's really, really, really good. Huh, okay. Uh, I watched the first three episodes of a show called Deception about this magic uh, magic guy that solves crimes. It's really good, actually. Oh, I heard really, about that, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then I watched one of your most anticipated shows of this year, the two first episodes of it, Dead Terror. That wasn't one of my. That was not on my list of anticipated shows, but I saw it as well. It was. It was. No, it was not. I'm pretty sure it was on your list. Uh, no, it was in my. uh, It wasn't in my top five. It was. Yeah, it was in my. uh, What do you call it? Uh, Honorable mentions. Right, but it wasn't in my top five. Okay, but holy shit, this was good. I, I did. I thought really? it was. I did not like it. <laughs> really? The first episode was nothing happened and was incredibly boring. <laughs> it's a setup, though. So. Uh, to a degree, but I thought you could have done the exact same thing in one episode, uh, and Either. I would have been fine with it. I thought having the two episodes was a little bit unnecessary, and they were just it was drawn out a little too much, uh, in my opinion. But maybe it's just because it was, I don't know. I watched two episodes of Roseanne, and I breezed through it, didn't feel like, uh, you know, it was like, whatever. I watched two episodes of this, and it was like, by the time I got to the sec- beginning of the second episode, I felt like I was slogging through it, so. Really? Oh, we totally don't agree. All right. I, thought it was, I, I thought it was really good play, uh, good acting. Good oh, yeah, it was, I just thought it was, it was not, like, I was expecting it to be more exciting and it was not as exciting or, as i was expecting yeah. so well we'll see how, how it goes i i will definitely continue watching it but then i binge watched one show this week american crime story season two i haven't watched one single episode of it i waited for it to end this is such a binge show and it's okay. nothing nothing like oj at all. It's What's this so one about? Different. Is this the Biggie one? No, this is... Uh, I was going to say Liberace. A murder. <laughs> uh, what is he called again? Uh, Italian designer. Uh, Versace. Oh, Versace. Oh, okay. Versace. Yeah. Didn't even know he was murdered, but that's fine. Oh, yeah. He was gunned outside his home. But this is my recommendation... For absolutely everybody. Uh, it was fucking amazing. And uh, maybe one of the best uh, role portrayals I've seen by anybody. And Ricky Martin is in it. <laughs> Believe it or not. Weird. Yeah. 
So, uh, American Crime Story Season 2. Go and see it. It's ended now. Alright, well, let's see. What else did I see this week? Um, I mentioned Three's Company. We talked about the terror. Uh, oh, X-Files finale uh, of okay. this season. Um, I, I'm i not sure, but I think this might be the series finale, I believe. Um, it felt like this last episode was filmed last season. And then they just stuck it onto the end of this season because it did not feel like it belonged with this the se- this current season. Uh, it just felt really weird and out of place. <laughs> Overall, I'd say this season was really good. The first and last episodes felt like they were in some other seat. They they were from some other season, and then the middle of it is <laughs> really good. So um, overall, I'd say go. It's it's worth a watch, uh, especially for the middle episodes. But other than that. Uh, nothing super exciting there. Uh, let's see, what else? I guess the, just the only other thing I saw on YouTube, um, have you had any problems with your subscription, um, bar on the side, on the side of your subscription thing? Not really. For some reason, it's, I looked this up and it's a problem for me. It only is a problem on certain browsers, but for some reason it won't scroll. And so I have to go... This is oh. it's so weird to get to be able to scroll through my subscriptions. I have to go into settings and then go into uh, additional features and then click YouTube at the top left corner and it'll take and then it like reroutes me back to like an old version of the site where I'm able to like scroll through the subscriptions. It's very strange. YouTube is messing with some stuff right now and they've screwed up something there. So if anybody is having a problem with that, uh, that is a quick fix. Just go to settings, go to view additional features, and then click the YouTube uh, in uh, button at the top left-hand corner of your screen. And that'll take you back to where you can scroll through your subscriptions. Just a quick little uh, fix there. Cool. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I can say hi to Ian. Hi, Ian. Hey, Fro. How you doing? I am doing hi, good. Uh, hey, Luke. Hi. Yes. So, um, Ian, introduce yourself. How old are you? Where are you from? Everything like that. Uh, well, my name is Ian. I am 37 years old. I come from the great state of Indiana here in the United States, in the Midwest, um, which can lead into quite a few other things uh, based upon last week's show that you guys talked about. <laughs> what were we talking about last week? Oh, just the, the when you guys were getting into the Hillary Clinton debacle with her speech in India. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, because I, I, love to, I love to control my wife, and she does everything I say. Yep. <laughs> 100%. That's exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, okay. um, but, uh, I've been, uh, I've been into, uh, conspiracy theories, um, looking into things being, being very politically active since I was about 13, 14 years old. So running on 23 plus years of looking at this type of information, trying to make the best decisions I can. Uh, thankfully I show no loyalty to a party of any kind. I just try to make the best decisions I can. And I did. Vote for Trump. However, I am not a Trump supporter. Right. As most people put it. So we'll definitely love to get into some of that a little bit later on. 
I guess my first question is what uh, what 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 was it that made you vote Trump in the first place? Like why why didn't you why didn't you vote for Hillary you <laughs> Republican? Well, <laughs> well uh, taking party lines out of it, my initial choice uh, the person I wanted uh, was out of the Libertarian Party, and it was I wanted Austin Peterson, um, but Austin did not get the nomination from the Libertarian Party, and it went to uh, Crazy Gary Johnson, and mm. there was no way I was going to vote for that guy, and then there was no way I was going to vote for Hillary based upon her previous history and things that are still out there with her affiliations with some big globalist um, groups out there some things known as the cfr i don't know if you guys have heard of the council of foreign relations sure yeah um the, the uh other uh, other groups uh, that were the elites meet things like that i'm not a big fan of people that are in the the know that have these high connections where they don't really listen to everybody else they let the world view kind of tell them what they're supposed to do and mm. to me trump on the republican side wasn't my first choice i was a ben carson guy uh, oh, on that okay. that side of the aisle, um, but when it came down to Trump getting the nomination and Hillary, and then I had Gary Johnson, uh, <laughs> I went with Trump Why because not, uh, Jill Stein. He, oh, I I'm not a big fan of Jill Stein either, but okay. uh, we we can go into that a little bit later on with with some of the things with Jill Stein, but mm-hmm. um, Trump was the one person that really, for me at that point in time, and it still seems to be that way in some degree. He, he's not an establishment politician uh, where we've seen, no matter who's in, in charge of the country, no matter what party it is, Democrats, Republicans, they have a stranglehold on this country as a whole. And the same things, no matter who's in party, they just change the rhetoric that mm. uh, more spending happens, um, let more rights get taken away, or they try to go after them and try, try to tell people how they have to live their lives. And... Mm. There's really no difference on who you vote for when it comes down to the two major parties, the establishment people in those parties. So that is why I put a vote in for Trump uh, this past election. You don't think Trump is equivalent to a Hillary? or, I mean, I, I, that uh, that's the one thing that you always hear from Trump voters is that Trump is not an establishment guy. But you look at Trump, I don't know how much more establishment you could get than a person like Trump. I mean, he's a millionaire. He, you see what I'm saying? Well, when we when we speak of establishment, we're not speaking of uh, money. We're not speaking of how you got there. It's they're not establishment, as in they don't tow a party line. They're not controlled by the majority of their party. Um, whereas that's why when you look at Trump, uh, especially at the beginning when they before he even got the nomination of how many republicans did not want him there and then when he got the nomination there were republicans that were going to the left side of the aisle and what were telling people to vote for hillary because he's not he's not a guy that they have complete control over right uh, so when you hear the word establishment that's what more what we talk about uh, when you look at the money that was funded in his campaign a majority of that money was raised by him and paid by him. Now, yes, it was done by his supporters, but it wasn't given to him by big corporations. It wasn't given to him by lobbyist groups in order to make his run. In fact, when you look at the Republican National Committee, the RNC, and the money they spent for Donald Trump, they spent zero dollars on his presidential campaign. Zero dollars. But Whereas, he, he did get money from rich people and uh, large corporations he, himself. Oh, Maybe no, not through he didn't the RNC, a- but he, he didn't. Get, he did, he got he, some money. He did get them. money. 
Oh yeah, he got money through some of it, through through some well-off people, and he got a lot of money through a lot of low-end uh, donations. Uh, the way it was set up, the way he raised his money, that it wasn't just given. It wasn't none of it was given to him by the RNC or by any super PACs. Um, right, exactly. Familiar with the yeah. So that's that was a big thing of him not being an establishment because they did not want him there at sure. all. Do you, do you have any concerns that he might have just been faux anti-establishment the whole time? Uh, not really, uh, because if you go back to look at some of the things he said in interviews, even the early 90s, even in the mid to late 80s, you go back and watch some of his old tapes, <laughs> he hasn't really changed his mind on a whole lot. Major issues where he has changed his viewpoint, uh, a big one, for instance, was abortion. Uh, was a, he was a huge, huge pro-choice guy, 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s. And about the time his uh, son was born, uh, his, his youngest son, uh, he flipped that view, and he has become a pro-life guy instead. Um, he's gone on that aspect. Uh, but when it comes to economics, when it comes to um, what we should be doing when it comes to uh, us meddling into other countries, his views have still stayed the same. I'd like him to tweak some of that when it comes to meddling into other countries, but those views haven't really changed overall in the last 30 years. I would say maybe the meddling in other countries has changed within the last year. Would you agree with that? Uh, to some degree, but he was also a big proponent of going in during, like, the, uh, for instance, for the Iraq War. He was wanting to go in there, um, even though it was under false pretenses. Um, and then when he saw that it was false pretenses, we went in. Then it came to the whole 9-11 piece of where he was going to want to talk about it, where he wanted to talk about it being an inside job, that people, elements of the government knew what was going to happen, and they allowed it to happen. And he was talking about uncovering that stuff, but yet we haven't seen that part yet. We, he still gets involved in Syria. He still gets involved, um, especially with Iran, and now putting sanctions on Russia, putting sanctions on North Korea, uh, that you know we're, we're, we're kind of meddling in some things that we don't really need to get into to start World War III. Mm. Do, you, do you think, of, uh, uh, when I think of Donald Trump, I really don't think politician, and I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people voted for him. Do you think that is the case for uh, the normal Trump voter that they voted for him because they were so fucking sick of having politicians as their politician? It's almost like a, Donald Trump is an anti-politician yeah. politician. <laughs> I, I, I would say that are there, there, there were probably quite a few people that did vote that way. Um, should mm. they have voted that way? No, they shouldn't have thought that way. But it got to the point to where they just have gotten sick of what's happened in the last 50 years uh, that, you know, that it's just they're, they're tired. They're done. They don't want to do it anymore. Um, but then you also have folks that are out there that uh, this whole term of fake news that gets thrown around that were voting for Donald Trump based off things they mm. that they heard that he has been saying, which have been true, uh, just like people that voted for Hillary based upon things that they didn't really care for Hillary, but they didn't want Donald Trump because they've heard some things about him, so they voted Hillary. Uh, so there are a lot of uninformed voters out there that go in to make a vote, to put cast their vote. Not saying that we should take away that right to vote, uh, but we definitely need to become a better, a better society in the aspect of looking into things versus just taking everything at face value. No matter who says it, always look into it. Uh, right. That's one thing that I preach on my page um, in my group of info warriors that no matter anything you see on the site that I post on there, no matter anything I post on my personal pages, always 
look it up. Don't take it at face value. Find multiple sources um, because that's what I try to do before I post anything on any of my pages. Mm. I would say we we follow that rule here as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. The whole fake news thing, I guess uh, we'll go from there. Um, Do you think that the Democrats started that and then it was taken over by the Republicans or do you think it was the other way around? That that's a ooh. Um, I would say it was honestly started probably by the Republicans as a as a jab, um, especially when I mean the term had been around for a little while before, but when Trump used it once in a press conference, especially at CNN. From that point forward, it was basically the gloves are off, and then it started getting thrown around on both sides. See, that I remember C- CNN and MSNBC using it, and then Trump using it against them. Uh, kind of turning it around on them at that pre- press conference. Uh, but I think okay. people remember it different ways. That's why I asked, I guess. I, well, I mean, it, they, the, the, the media, I would agree with you 100%. The media was throwing it at him um, first, but it didn't really take off as this bombshell piece until you have, the, you have a presidential candidate just throwing it out there. As soon as he uses it and it catches mainstream, all the news media outlets started carrying it. They start looking at, you know, then they start hearing that term. So it starts getting used everywhere to the point to where most of us are sick of hearing the term fake news because it's turned into now versus something that's actually fake. It's turned into, well, if I don't agree with it, I'm just going to call it fake news. Just like with somebody that had some, uh, some crazy crackpot theory. Oh, you're just a conspiracy theory. You don't know anything. They just throw these terms out there that have lost complete meaning of what they originally were intended for. But do you, do you agree, like, it, uh, one of my biggest problems in, in the campaign when it came to Donald Trump is maybe two instances. Uh, the way he spoke, uh, I, I mean, I, we can talk about how much much uh, much we, we, we should lay in it, but how, how he uh, spoke to Megyn Kelly, how he spoke about Megyn Kelly... And definitely his uh, general view of women uh, when it came out with uh, grab her by the pussy. Right. Uh, things That's things a good, like that. That's a good question. Like, I think Fro's question is, how did you reconcile that and then vote for yeah. Trump? Well, honestly, when it comes to things like that, especially with a tape conversation from 10 years ago, something like mm. that. Sure. 10 12, 10, 12 years ago. But honestly, to, to kind of put something to that, I myself, I've spoken like that before. I've done that mm. myself. Is it sure. appropriate? Hell no. It's not appropriate. But have I done it? Yep. And I think that was something, I think actually that comment probably actually lured more voters to Trump because it was a guy, it seemed more like this is a guy that doesn't care about his image. It's, but just, isn't that kind of the problem? Like, like, isn't he kind of like saying like, "Oh, all sexist motherfuckers out there, come to me. I will protect you. This is no, the new government." No. Like, 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 for example, when he like, when he, you know, I know, Luke knows when when he was talking about like hair bleeding from places that we can see. He didn't mean her fucking nose. Well, like, right. <laughs> we all know what he was talking about, and oh, yeah, then he also, 
I, I see a consistent red line between those two things. What, what is it that I, I am uh, looking at that you are not? Because I see a red line between those comments 30 years ago and also the way he talks about Megyn Kelly. Don't yeah, you see I, that? That's, that's, and honestly, the, when it came to other politicians too, when it came to things uh, of that nature, um, they might have been more refined when they got on front of the camera. Uh, but we know how they are backstage. I mean, you could take pretty much any profession. Um, mm. And it's that same line where uh, you do the meet and greets, for instance. You know, I, I we've talked before, and you guys know I'm a, I'm a huge wrestling fan. Huge mm. wrestling fan. And I know, uh, Fro, I know you are as well, um, mm-hmm. that um, there are points that at a wrestling event, uh, whether it be a meet and greet or the actual show, the, uh, the superstars, the wrestlers, the entertainers act a certain way. But we know that when we catch them privately somewhere else, some of them can be complete a-holes. Right. And they're just just way different than what that facade, their act, or whatever they're doing out in the public eye is. Um, and so when it came to other politicians, with me looking how they, they talked um, when it came to a certain person, it, like it was, it wasn't a blanket statement like all women. It, like he's talking specifically to Megyn Kelly, when he's mm. when he whenever he's making a lot of these references, whenever he is talking and saying some things that should he say, no, but when he does it, he's a he's going after a certain person. He's not going after everyone, every woman, or every African American, or every Mexican, or every you know, or every Muslim, or anything like that. It's he's targeting a specific person. Uh, when he speaks that way, and to me, that didn't really bother me because his actions did speak do speak a lot louder than words. And honestly, I think the way he talks is I honestly think that's probably more of an act than anything else because he knows how to get attention. He's, right. But so it, in my it, mind, it, he's it, the it, ultimate it, troller. He's an ult- He's the ultimate troller. But is it is it not like <laughs> I, I was thinking of this when you were talking? Like uh, we had a we had an actor as a president. He was called Ronald Reagan. Is it is it the other way? Are we having a president that's trying to act like a president? Or I think this I, goes. It, it, it goes back to my question. Do you think he's being faux anti anti establishment? And you're saying you think mm. he's acting. So do you think it's possible that he's acting anti establishment and it really isn't? He's really working with the so-called deep state that you were talking about earlier? Uh, so far, I don't I don't think he is because the deep state's really coming after him, um, especially with former leaders of the FBI, CIA, etc., that are threatening him on TV interviews where they talk about that the FBI knows six ways to Sunday to get rid of you. I've seen I mean, that. On I, a, that's, on one, a... <laughs> that, that's one clip. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, but... Was that James Clapper, I believe? Uh, um, I, it, it was either it was either Clapper or somebody right. else. That Which knows. James Clapper yeah. is he? We've talked about it on the show before, but he should have already been arrested for lying uh, mm-hmm. years ago Absolutely. about the Iraq War. But uh, yeah, coming back to Trump, I, I kind of want to go back to the media if we can, real quick. Um, okay. Do you think during that time uh, during the election? Do you think the media? pushing back against Trump helped Trump win in any way? I would agree. I would say 100% yes. 
Mm. I would say that it did because what it what it ended up causing was it started getting people that probably weren't too involved in politics to start looking into some of these things that these news organizations were saying. Uh, and if you look at a majority of news organizations, when you look at their trust levels, I mean, they are horribly low. Even their ratings speak to how bad they are. Right. Uh, that no matter whether it's Fox News, whether it's CNN, whether it's MSNBC. Right. You know, whereas really, if you really want to know what's going on, you got to watch C-SPAN the whole time. So mm. you can sit there through. Or, so right. sit there or through like some kind of meetings. foreign foreign newspaper, Reuters or something like that. Yeah, Reuters. Uh, uh, few okay. of the, uh, <laughs> a few of the, uh, the, the English papers that are out there. Um, I mean, you could even get into Deutsche Welle. You know things. You know just to just to get that other perspective. Um, heck, you can even go to RT sometimes um, and get that. Even though we we know it's funded by the Russian government, it's their right. propaganda. Right. Uh, we don't really talk about yeah. RT a lot this here, but there is American RT, which is funded yeah. by Americans, and the news is done. I had they. Larry King is on RT, and people don't really talk yeah. about that. But is is uh, Larry King? A Russian spy? I'm guessing probably not. And if he is, he's not very effective because he's like a million <laughs> years old. Sixty million years. Yes. So when Larry you were King thinking is a Russian of... spy, watch out. Yes, yes. So when you were thinking about voting for things and uh, voting for for people, I have a I have a loaded question. What is the uh, best thing you agreed with uh, when it came to Bernie Sanders' run? For president, was it anything that Bernie Sanders uh, said that you would agree to? <laughs> no. no, no, I would not, no, I would not, say honestly, not I one mean, single thing. He, well, I mean, his platform of that, uh, his idea that we do need to have a better healthcare system, absolutely, one hundred percent. The way that he wants to do it, no way. I mean, our system is broken. Absolutely. It is broken. It is one of the best systems when it comes to actual care, but the affordability of that care is insane. Absolutely insane. Um, because there are, it's basically a monopoly is out there right now between three or four major health insurance companies that control the marketplace. Right. Mm. Versus having, uh, for instance, our car insurance that we have here, you know, you you can find cheaper rates fairly easily because you can, I can be in here in Indiana. My company I go through is in the state of Georgia. I don't have to look at only in companies in the state of Indiana. Um, you know, so I can shop anywhere I want for my car insurance. Uh, so you're for privatization of health insurance. I, I like the privatization of health insurance. However, it needs to be open lines everywhere that I can go any state, I can purchase it if through whoever I want. I mean, heck, even these ones, there's ones that are taken off now where they're set up similar to the Amish lifestyle where um, folks pay into a pool and it is, and it is an, it's a managed uh, pool of money that is then phased out when you have to go get health care done. You actually have to uh, look for uh, the, best, the best possible price. Uh, if you want, uh, to, that comes out of that pool of money. But then also the company that's running that pool of money will go out and will barter with the doctors, barter with the hospitals, barter with uh, the medical, the uh, pharmaceutical companies in order to get those costs down. So they're not mm. just writing blank checks. Uh, whereas now, 
uh, for instance, give you an idea, my um, my son, uh, he is uh, he has partial hearing loss um, in both of his ears. Uh, he was born that way, and in the state of Indiana, um, actually, I think there's 36 or 37 states that don't cover this, like the state of Indiana. Pediatric hearing aids are not covered, so hearing aids for children are not covered at mm. all. They don't consider it to be a necessary tool for learning which I find that highly absurd. Right. Uh, a little absurd, yeah. Yeah, and th- but there are other states, uh, like state of Georgia. Um, I think state of Michigan is one of them as well. Health insurance companies are required to cover pediatric hearing mm-hmm. aids. Well, upon that, upon that, this is how much of a scam the health insurance costs are. So we go in to get to order his hearing aids. They run about twenty five hundred dollars a piece is what we're gonna end up paying for him. So five grand. And that's only because we get a discount. Because we're paying in cash up front. Right? Five fucking thousand dollars? For two hearing aids that'll last right. seven years. Yep. Jeez. So had we had had it gone through our insurance company, we saw we got the billing because they we have to get denied first before we get the cash discount. Yeah. So we saw what they were charging the insurance company for it. Of course, mm-hmm. they knew the insurance company was going to say no. They were actually going to charge the insurance company $6,800 for the same Holy. two hearing aids. Wow. Um, who, and that, and that to, happens okay, a go lot. Ahead. My, I, I, my question about private, privatization, uh, if you look at the... Uh, mainstream uh like cable and uh cable uh radio stations newspapers that was deregulated in the 90s uh it was privatized uh whereas before it had not been it the communications uh was regulated before that and now those are all owned by five or six companies we have the illusion of choice that we have uh ABC, CBS, this and that. A lot of those uh, Discovery Channel are all owned by the same company. Mm-hmm. Don't do you have a worry that in the future, if we were to privatize it, we would have the illusion of choice, but really we would be giving our money to the same people and not real realizing it. Oh no, no, I I don't think that would come into play because when you look at um, I I want to point out look- that the television uh, Television Act was overturned by Bill Clinton. <laughs> that's right but I, also you know that, i'm just saying that's... uh it, it, it if you disagree with that i don't understand how you could agree with privatizing health care uh and not be for single payer which would um save us a lot of money in the long run because but... with private uh, especially with um pr- uh people having to get their own insurance if people don't get insurance and then they wait and wait and wait and then they get sicker and sicker and sicker it's going to cost more to help them at, uh because they've waited whereas if you just are able to get insurance you go with the doctor you get it fixed you didn't wait all this time and let it get worse and worse and worse it'll cost less to fix each person because they'll have gone to the doctor sooner um do you have any i mean those are things that uh, I don't think you're putting into. Well, I don't con- think con- most Republicans are putting into it. They're just considering the the money aspect. Well, well the concept of that in in a in a 
utopia, yes, that would work out perfectly. The problem is when you get into that and you have everyone paying as a single payer, you are going to end up running out of out of money to cover everyone. And here's where the, you will end up well. running out of money. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> okay. Hold on. It's because it's going to end up running the same the same way that it does right now when it comes to Medicare and Medicaid. Those could be considered single payer plans right now. Would you not right. agree? Well, yeah, right. yeah. Medi- Mer- right. Medicaid, Medicare. That's what Bernie Sanders wanted to, wants to do is just expand those programs. But here, here's the problem when it comes to Medicare and Medicaid is remember that gouging I gave you earlier about uh, what they try to do just with my insurance company, right? Sure. Well, have you ever looked at the cost of what they do when they find out someone's on government health care? The price almost doubles in most cases. But if everybody was on it – they wouldn't be right, able to do but, that. Right, but then when that happens, you're going to lose you're going to then lose that pool of money of what they were bringing in the the, the doctors, the hospitals, etc that they were bringing in because their amount of revenue stream is going to go down. What's going to happen with a majority of those doctors? They're not going to want to do it anymore. You're saying you're doctors doctors, that doctors will quit because they're not being paid enough. They'll because there are some out there that are doing it strictly for the money. There are a lot of people who do what they do strictly for the money. There but are then, some then you can but 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 you can also look at a system uh, I live in a socialist country where actually things like this works as like Norway is a perfect example of of how things should work when it comes to healthcare I'll give you an example that I think is quite interesting um some some months ago, I I started uh, like looking into how uh, what it would take to uh, undergo a gastronomic bypass operation because mm-hmm. I'm a big big dude, and uh, we talked a little about taxation before before uh, and uh, there's a system in in Norway where I go to the doctor I pay the doctor uh, so and so much money and the rest of it he gets for, from the government right so uh, there's a socialist uh, system that works in a good way when it comes to like for example the hearing aids you're talking about to your son or if your son got for goodness sake, cancer, or your mom got cancer, or you got cancer. We we have something that works in Norway that I look upon, and I go, huh, I wonder why it works here, in a small fucking country up in the north, where... No, well, you're not the only one. <clears throat> you're not the only one, Fro. Uh, uh. We're the only major country to not have some kind of uh, socialized medicine. Right. Uh, I, so, I, Ian, I, Ian, I Ian do you do you find that do do, do you find any kind of um, do you find that strange at all that we're the only country not to do it? No, I, I I don't find that strange at all because a lot of times what works in some countries, obviously we can't have that work in every country. I mean, we've tried to implement what we've done here in the United States and a lot of other places. Well, you're going to have to take there's multiple multiple effects. Why why does it hurt to try, like, okay, you have tried your way for how many fucking years now? Hundreds and hundreds of years? Why why not, like, for example, like, 
sit down and try the socialist system. Why why not try it? Is it so so dangerous? That well, we, we haven't uh, even we haven't even really tried it the correct way here. We haven't even tried it with an actual free market system to do it to try and lower those costs. We've done it with a combination of the socialized health care that we do have uh, with Medicare and Medicaid, along with uh, putting a stranglehold on the ability to shop and to find uh, the best price of what you want to do for your health insurance. For instance, mm-hmm. um, it should be a free, it should be a, a free reign of, I want to see what services you cover and I should pay based upon those services. Kind of like what you see now when it comes to uh, your entertainment services. I mean, before, I mean, you go back to the eighties and nineties. I mean, we were stra- I mean, you're strangled whole when it came to cable companies you either paid their one fee that they had to get TV, or that's it. You don't have any. It, it's doesn't the same. It's still you. the same, basically. It right, hasn't yeah. changed. Well, the other, uh, the it, other it, thing it, it, is... It has to a degree, because now I, have, now I have, not only do I have options just, for instance, for, uh, for, for instance in my area, um, I have multiple options to get my television, get my entertainment if I want. For instance, I have Comcast uh, is available. I have mm. AT&T U-verse. I have DirecTV. I have Dish Network. I can even go all online only and go through Sling TV. I can go through. You have all these options available now than what you had in the past to where the cost has come down. I'm actually paying less now than what I was before, but I'm getting more for it than what I was paying even but, 10 years ago. But I, I want to go a little back to what when you said that I, you didn't agree in anything like Bernie Sanders said, uh, and and a little like uh, about healthcare. Doesn't it concern you that a privatized company doesn't really care about your health and only care about the money? Well, that's Doesn't that's it... the, that's that's you could say that with pretty much anything because the government does the same thing. Does it though? Because the, the thing yeah. is, like, uh, I, I will, like here, right? here's the difference. Like, I, I see it. If if I tell if the I tell the government I have cancer in Norway, they send me to the best fucking fucking doctors and try to get me healthy because they see that the cost for the society is more if I have cancer for ten years than I have it for a month. And, and they try to help. And what are the what are the things they put in consideration though before they make that decision? Well, here's the thing though, it, they don't. They help everybody that has right. cancer. Exactly. Not like you can go to the street of Norway and find someone that has cancer, and the government says, "No, we're not going to help you because you don't have the right type of cancer." I think we should. The- we, but we, yeah, we, they've been denied. Yeah. But they've been denied, where they've tried to implement this in the UK. They've been people have been denied in Canada, where they actually come here to the US to get that help. Because they've been told no. But Canadians, that that is a fallacy. Because Canadians, uh, a very small number, like that, it's a very very small number of people who come to America to get health care from Canada. It's an extremely small number. That that is a that that's a fallacy. That uh, it is spread by not only Republicans but probably the healthcare organizations themselves. I um. Do you have an inherent problem with socialism? Uh, for instance, you're, what you're saying about healthcare is that, uh, well, what are what what if we only had um, if we had a socialized healthcare that 
some people would be left out, is what you're saying. But right now, we have socialized uh, fire firemen. I don't see anybody... Actually, I don't see firemen going, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, your house is on fire, but we're, we're looking at this and we're looking at that, and we decided not to put the fire out of your house. That doesn't happen. Actually, the that is uh, socialized firefighters and everything. That's actually not true either, because when it comes to so, when you're actually socializing, if you're just so, in socialism, socialism means the government controls the means of production. Correct? Right. Uh, to a degree, yes, but it. it to a degree, okay, yeah. but hold on, hold on. That means the government then uh, owns the contractors or owns owns the businesses to get the equipment to the firefighters. It can just mean it funds them. It doesn't have to own them. It can just fund them. It's, it's funding them, but it's it might be funding them from on the government aspect. But do we really need the government to fund that part? Why can't just the local communities do it like they do with the sheriff's department in most counties? Because where it's not paid for by the tax. Because then what the happens? Time. Because different communities have different uh, equity. That's the problem. Then Malibu is going to have the nicest fire station ever. <laughs> and right. Chicago is going to have absolutely no fire stations. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Fire, uh, Chicago would have a ton of them because there's a ton of money running through Chicago when it comes to the businesses that are right, there in Cook not, County. Right, but not to Southside. Southside will have no no uh, fire stations at all. And the uh, the other side will have tons. Uh, uh. <laughs> but, the, okay. but, but also with that, about, hold on, hold on. Uh, also with uh, that, you no, brought no. up a point. We talked brought... about ec- economics. Uh, let's move a little on. Uh, I have a question for you. I got a great one about police, though. It was a great yeah. one, though. Sorry. It deals with the same Sorry. thing. Just let him yeah, go, but make, a... make it really quick because okay. we, we are running quick. out of time. So. Okay. Yeah. So when you talk about the police, for instance, you would throw that under a socialized program as well, right? That they're mm-hmm. socialized because they're paid for by tax dollars, et cetera? Sure. Right? Yeah. Did you know that a Supreme Court ruling not too long ago that the police actually do not have to respond to any emergency call? Yes. They are not required by law to respond. I saw that. Okay. So just like firefighters, they're not obligated either. They don't have to respond. No, but, uh, but the, the it, problem is, if I call the police in Air Norway, then they'll come. The, uh, the next thing I would call is the newspaper, and the newspaper would be so shit on them, uh, oh, trouble yeah. that the, everybody on that police station or fire station would lose their fucking job because nobody wanted to, to come to my help. Right. Oh, no, I agree with you. And, but then again, that's utilizing a free market aspect of getting people to n- get them that upset that they would have to get rid well, of those folks. You, you, don't, you don't think my neighbor would be upset if, if they didn't come and help me here, the police? Oh, no, they, no, I'm, that's what I'm saying. They, but but the fact that you could call somebody and say, hey, these folks didn't do their jobs. This is what they yeah. did to us. But then you get the whole community to say, yeah, we don't want you here anymore because you're not doing your jobs. That's the concept behind a true free market. And the problem we have now, I mean, we have big corporations dictating policy, dictating what we should be doing day in and day out that are controlling, that are price gouging, um, which because they have helped write the laws that are in place that stifle the smaller competition from making it big. Right. Because they don't mind paying the higher taxes because they can afford it. I want to talk gun, gun control. Yes, I'm going to change the topic completely from, uh, economics to gun control uh one of the reasons why why you're here ian is because you made 
a post on Facebook that said that uh, if you look at Norway and Anders Bering Breivik, he's the proof that police needs arming in every country, even Norway. Uh, what was it that made you make that post about the shooting in Norway? Um, it was a... It was a, a lot of people that uh, are on my page that I, I'm friends with all sides of the aisle. doesn't matter. Mm. But a majority of the time of the folks that are on the opposite side of the aisle when it comes to gun control from where I stand, uh, they, they make these over-the-top uh, outrageous claims. So I wanted to do the same thing back at them. Uh, mm. Unfortunately, I got your attention <laughs> real quick. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I forgot that you. I forgot that you, uh, you were on my friends list for a long time um, mm-hmm. when you were a host of another show. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but I had originally put that there as a as kind of a shock piece, just to kind of draw mm-hmm. attention that evil will always be around. No, you can't outlaw evil. You're not going to be able to write it out. It's always going to be there. Right? Are you are you are you against any gun control or or uh, do you agree that it's too easy to get guns in America? It's actually not that easy to get guns in America legally. Um, it's well, it's a state by state basis. But honestly, though, if you've been involved, for instance, in the state of Indiana, if I have been involved in a domestic uh, dispute uh, with mm-hmm. my wife and the cops were called and I was put in jail for the night, guess who can't buy a gun now? A handgun. Well, you can't buy it from a store. You can still buy it go... from a uh, individual, Probably an independent, yeah. independent citizen. I, I can, but here's the thing, though: that independent seller can or cannot make a background check on me. If they decide not to, or even if they do, and they still decide to sell me that gun, and then I end up using that <laughs> weapon in a crime, guess what happens to that seller? That seller also gets in trouble, as yeah. well. Um, they have to keep records whenever you do a private gun sale you have to keep those records for a minimum I think it's eight years sure some places you have to keep them for life you have to hold so that you paper for life but you, you don't think it's too easy to to to, to get guns no it's not, it, it's not now if you now if I wanted to go in and go buy a rifle somewhere yeah that mm. part's easy but then again it's going to be kind of hard to conceal a rifle I mean, we have laws in place now <laughs> that, because uh, if I cut the barrel off of a rifle, for instance, I have now just made an illegal weapon if I haven't obtained the right license to do so. Right. And it's actually right. a felony. Um, but the the as a, as a libertarian, because if you wanted to slap a label on me, I guess, I, I would fall more in the libertarian movement mm. where it's all about uh, more freedom, uh, less government or smaller government where – the local governments, the city and the state government should be the ones that have more power, where the federal government should be around for national protection when it comes to our, our military. Right. Um, mm. Think like that. And if we do want to and we do want to spend some aid in other countries to help them, no problem. But beyond that, they shouldn't be doing anything else. It should be all state and local level uh, should be where all the powers held. This way, it's easy to make a change if something isn't going the way you want it to. Uh but but when you see the uh, going on in the states, uh, let's say uh, a school shooting a month, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm being I'm being nice now. Um, uh, contrary to a country, for example, Norway, then when we have had one big shooting and it was 
in 2016 or something. Uh, but but uh, do you do you see there? Uh, why why is there more school shootings in USA? And please don't say it's more people because it's not only because of that. Well, also too, when we look at the the numbers of school shootings, you also have to see what what is the data that you're actually looking at. Um, mm. I know for a while there we had the people, especially with the Parkland shooting in February. Uh, people were saying this was the 18th school shooting this year already, uh, which is a very dishonest number and very misleading uh, because they can constitute a school shooting if an incident happens anywhere on school property. Um, even if it's just a suicide late at night with nobody around in the parking lot, they count that as a school shooting. They also count it as uh, a, even in a school that was closed down two years earlier, it was still technically school property. So they count that one as one as well. So it's kind of a misleading number. Um, but honestly, we have a, a huge issue in this country when it comes to the value of life overall, you know, that people doing um, how they how they view others when it comes to 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 what they believe they should be doing, uh, what they shouldn't be doing. For instance, um, I mean, you look at you look at there's videos out there everywhere of people recording fights, people recording uh, just just awful things happening to other human beings where we don't respect each other. Uh, we have a huge big pharmaceutical problem where we are diagnosing people with, um, with mental diseases that they may or may not have, uh, but then we're putting them on these psychotropic drugs that have been shown in many cases that can lead to psychotic breaks, especially if they don't take their medicine. Um, it and it's something that's not being talked about. Whereas you look at your members, um, for instance, the NRA is a huge organization that's being attacked right now, that it's mm -hmm. the blood of the kids on their hands, et cetera. But yet in any of these school shootings, in any of these, even the killings over the last 30, 40 years, none of them have been from NRA members. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it, some of these kids have gotten access illegally some of these kids have gotten access legally to these guns. Well, I shouldn't even call them kids. They're adults. Uh, for instance, the Parkland shooter, yes, he bought his AR-15 legally. Should he have been able to buy it? Had we followed the right protocols? No. It wouldn't, he would have had no way to buy it legally in any way, shape, or form, especially with the visits from the FBI that he had, the calls to the local police station. Also, he had a psychiatrist. Uh, when you're pretty much on any type of mental uh, drugs of any kind, you get thrown on a list and you get flagged immediately from buying it from a store. Uh, where but they will don't you it's think really interesting yeah but we don't find but we don't follow any of the laws that are already in place to prevent these things from happening uh as far as uh laws or regulation goes you said you you're basically saying you don't agree with any regulation but you are kind of saying that you would agree with training as as a regulation say uh, you had to learn how uh, you ha you you have to have a, a certain number of hours in a shooting range before you could actually buy a gun would you agree that that's a good idea um i i wouldn't say that you need a number of, sh of hours in a range in order to buy the gun uh, but if you uh, if you want to be able to to carry it outside absolutely which they do require now if you carry a, have a a carry license or a concealed carry you have to go through training um, I'm but just saying, to buy a gun, do you, would, would you agree, um, would you, if there, if regulation, I, w I would say it's more than likely some kind of regulations are going to happen. 
so would you agree that that would be an acceptable regulation? Just like driving a car, you have to get a driver's license. Uh, before buying a gun, do you think it's a good idea? You have to take some kind of test. I, 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 and the, the philosophy behind it, I would agree with a hundred percent. However, this is the part that you run into is when you come to who's regulating it. Um, obviously it would have to be some sort of, it's somebody, it's a different people that are going to be making this call. Right. State by state. It's going to come into how, right. It's going to be a state by state deal. But then again, who's actually making this decision? Who is really going to fall through with it? Who's not just going to pencil whip all of these things? Um, it, it's, it's, when you start throwing more government intrusion into it, people will always find a way around it. Um, whereas the people that do legally want to own it, the people that do are law-abiding citizens, it basically makes more work for them uh, in sense because those that are going to continue that do acquire weapons illegally, I mean, there's no way that you're going to be able to regulate that. There's no way you're going to be able to 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 stop those those folks from acquiring those weapons because it's always going to be around. I mean, you look at... Um, but when it comes to, like, school shootings and younger people, don't you think that doing a test like that would give... The, you were saying people don't have respect for life. Wouldn't that give them more mm -hmm. respect for the gun and what a gun can do and then possibly stop some of those shootings because people would, oh. would have respect for that? If, yeah, if you... I mean, if you're talking about maybe not necessarily having them required to go through a training, but if you brought some of that stuff back into the schools that used to be there... Uh, for instance, the NRA used to have uh, gun clubs and gun uh, training courses in high school. They still do, the actually, but they just so, – uh, they they call it um, military training now where the, the NRA right, will give is, money to these military training uh, uh, groups, which was – I believe the Parkland Shooter was part of one of those groups as well. Well, it's interesting that actually, you bring no, up Park Dog. Uh, they they said that they because, thought he yeah. was. He was. He actually was not part of any of those. Uh, anything involved with the NRA, at all, in any of those groups. That was. I saw it wasn't an NRA group. Yeah. It was just. It was a. Uh, it was a government military group funded by the Marines, but the NRA had given money to them. So it wasn't an NRA group, but the uh, the money that was being used for the group was NRA funded is what, is what my point is. We need to move on from guns because we're, we're okay. going long. Yes, here, so. sorry. <laughs> uh, it's in interesting that you talk about Parkland, Florida. Uh, one of uh, your favorite uh, conspiracy theorists, Alex Jones, argued that the recent school shooting in Parkland, Florida was a deep state false flag operation. And the so uh, uh, survivors has, of course... Uh, uh, and the survivors uh, uh, were uh, of uh, of the gun lobby were actors. Um, I don't think he like... actually ever said that. I, I've seen that too, Fro. Yeah. But I believe what he said he... was that the the Democratic Party was using these kids as operatives. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Well, well, actually, what it the, there was an actor piece that did come out uh, from from Alex Jones when it came to that, but it wasn't a crisis actor is what they were trying to pin on him, that he was saying they're all crisis actors. Um, and when we talk about the term false flag, false flag, we really need to define what a false flag actually is. A lot of, a lot of folks out there think a false flag means it's a staged event, when really a false flag means that there was, that even something that they knew that was going to happen or they allowed something to happen in order to get regulations or rules put into place. For instance, like when you talk about 9-11, a 
a false mm. flag event. Did those people die? Absolutely. Did those planes crash in the, into the Twin Towers? Absolutely. However, knowledge was, was potentially known by certain people to allow it to happen because magically within a few days we had uh, the Patriot Act was written and passed. I mean, that was thousands of pages with legalese. How does it get written that quick? It had actually uh, been right. written a year in advance. That's actually yeah. been proven. So, Oh, yeah. But that's but it's something that they allow to happen so they can get things rolled out. Like with this Parkland shooting, um, you had the multiple calls to the FBI. Why did they not do anything? You had local calls to calls the local police. You had the sheriff's department stand down. And their reasoning behind it was because they didn't have body cams. Are you kidding me? There's kids getting shot up. And you're not going in where you swore to take that job to protect lives, but you don't want to go in because you don't have a body cam. Mm. Come on now. Is that a conspiracy theory that you that you uh, believe in that 9/11 was an inside job? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yes, that there were are there were people in the government. Not everyone was involved. There were people that had foreknowledge of what was going to happen as a precursor for us to go into a war. Now, if you notice though. We never invaded Saudi Arabia, but yet all the people that they said were the, the terrorists were from Saudi Arabia, and Bin Laden's from Saudi Arabia, but yet we went into Afghanistan and Iraq, right? Which was really mm. strange. Which we've but talked yeah, be before on this show about that. But uh, as far as conspiracy theories go, what would be the mm, the the one conspiracy theory that you believe in that people would say you're crazy for? <laughs> Good Ooh. question. Wow. Uh, well, it used to be 9-11 for a long time, but that public view has shifted dramatically. Um, I would probably say now it's actually going way back in history, uh, going back to uh, Operation Northwoods right. and MK Ultra would be the two... Because the things that are in there, when you talk about what are in those, the, the people think that you're nuts. There's mm. no way that happened. But yet these documents are – you can go to Washington, D.C., and they're declassified, and you can actually see Operation Northwoods on display, <laughs> the actual document <laughs> itself right. uh, during Kennedy's era. Uh, but yet people will still say that I'm, that I'm crazy for that, to even believe that the government would do that. I'm like, I've got – the actual documents from right, which Washington Operation Northwoods. If people don't know, uh, it was the one where they had planned to blow up a plane right to uh, over Florida, I believe, so that they could. Uh, it was on the way to. Cu it was supposed to be going over Cuba, um, and they were going to have it to shot frame down to over... frame Castro, right, so we could get into war yep. with them, right? Uh, because we had just screwed up the Bay of Pigs, um, not too yeah. long before that. And it was something that was originally passed by the Joint Chiefs of Staffs, and Kennedy said no. Um, and it, it gets into pretty good detail where they talk about staging rallies in Florida and Miami, D.C., uh, and some other areas. But they talk—I mean, it's—they talk about using friendly Cubans to uh, uh, to to help that they're being slaughtered over there. But they, but they were going to set up this whole stage event, and they were going to fly these planes that were drones, uh, no pilots in them, nobody on the plane, and they were going to have it go down as if they were shot down by the Cubans. Yeah, and MK Ultra, we actually talked about that conspiracy on this podcast. Right, yeah. a, a, a couple times. Uh, yeah. I think the first time we talked about it was Polybius. I don't know if you've heard of that mm -hmm. video game, Ian. Polybius is a I video game that was supposed to be created by the CIA. 
um, to control people's minds. It actually had to do with MK Ultra. Go ahead and look up Polybius uh, after you get off the show. Really um, what about JFK? Let's go. We, we we've got like five more minutes, so let's do conspiracy theories for the next five minutes. What do you think yes, about JFK? JFK was assassinated by the deep state. wasn't done by It was not done by uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. There was a there there was another shooter. Um, I will say that Harvey uh, that Lee Harvey Oswald did shoot Kennedy in the back of the neck. That's the original uh, shot that where he's holding his throat when you see on the Zabruder film. Sure. Uh, but then if you rewatch this, if you watch that film. You actually will see the driver turn around, pull something out, and that's when Kennedy's head goes back into the left, and then the driver looks back forward, and the car speeds up. Moon landing. Uh, moon landing happened. Uh, majority of the pictures we have though were faked, because they would not make uh, it through the radiation belt. Flat Earth theory. Uh, I believe the flat Earth theory theory is fake, because of gravity tells me so. <laughs> uh have you ever heard of project blue beam oh i love project blue beam they were originally going to initiate that um during the war in iraq to get all the muslims to stand down we actually mm -hmm. read that article from the washington post on on the show yeah but do you uh, believe that awesome. it is a possibility like if 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 you were if you saw an alien invasion would the first thing you think what would be Project Bluebeam, or would you automatically think, oh, we're being invaded by aliens? Myself would be Blue Project Bluebeam. Okay. Since I have exposure to it and know, you know, as and I know what's there, so. Uh, I, then a good place to go off that reptilians. Um, oh, I be Ooh, now I don't believe there's a reptilian bloodline, uh, so to say, in that aspect, but I do believe that the elites that are running basically in all the major positions of power uh, secretively in the world are along the same bloodlines themselves where, uh, for instance, you go to that theory where Obama and Bush and Clinton are actually all related down I've that seen line. That. Yeah. Yeah. I believe in that aspect, but not that they're reptiles, not that they're actual reptiles disguised okay. as humans. And, where do you no. think that bloodline would stem from? Like um, Egyptian or... The royalty in the UK, where do you think the, that? I would think it would start in the, well, if you go to the royalty in the UK, you actually have to go to the Bavarian countries first, uh, where like Charles and the Queen were actually from in that area. Uh, when you get into Queen Beatrix and things like that um, of the Netherlands. So mm -hmm. that, that I believe that the bloodline started in the Bavarian area. So. Oh, okay. What's your least favorite conspiracy theory? least favorite um yeah hmm never really thought about my least uh, <laughs> my least favorite uh actually okay, i enjoy them bigfoot? all even if bigfoot, bigfoot you believe ah, yeah that's you know what big bigfoot you get into the loch ness monster you know real or not real yeah. don't know i haven't seen evidence uh -huh. for any cryptoids you would believe in Ooh. wow or aliens? Know. Do you believe that there's a? Do you I, believe that there's I, alien life or no? I be, I believe there there there's something out there because it's it seems to be naive that we are the only ones, especially in the massive size that we found in the universe. Uh, unless this whole universe happens to be all digital and we're all living in the matrix. I mean, there's that one <laughs> <running around> too. <laughs> yes, 
That that is a, a, a possibility. The rainbow yeah. effect. All right, I think it's yeah. time to wrap this up, but I think the last conspiracy theory we should probably talk a little bit about is Russiagate. Oh. What do you think about <laughs> the idea of Trump colluding with Russia, who colluded with WikiLeaks? Uh, do you think that... Do you think Trump at any point did any kind of collusion or, or even even uh, maybe did some money laundering over there at some point? I believe that did not happen in any way, shape, or form. I do believe there was money exchanged hands between people that were against Hillary to get in there. Not Trump, not Trump's campaign. But also, I, and also I believe, too, that it's uh, with that Hillary's people as well, people that wanted Hillary and not Trump, did the same thing because we've seen those, those farms on both sides have done massive tweets on, for both candidates and against both candidates. Sure. Um, I do believe that there was uh, massive money exchanged hands for political power uh, from some people to Russia, and those plans didn't work out when it came to uh, Uranium One that was sold. I mean, that was a big one. Right. Mm. But you don't think it... I mean, Trump was a businessman for a long time. He did deals with lots of people. Oh, yeah. You don't think at any point... uh, he did. Uh, there was some kind of money laundering or trading back and forth between some Russian government a uh, Ru- Russian company, not government. That if if uh, well, uh, I don't think I don't think they bought his political influence. If that's what you're no. saying, I guarantee he did business, but I don't think they bought his political influence at all. Uh, because otherwise, why would we going so hard on Russian sanctions right now? Right. Makes makes no sense. That why would you attack somebody that just fed you? Otherwise, they would expose you for everything. And guess what, Ian? We fucking what? agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of the things, a lot of the things. Listen to you guys before. Uh, I mean, I agree with a lot of the things that that you're on, and uh, a lot of conservatives do as well. Uh, it's not the mm. extremes. Just like you guys aren't on the extreme of one side either. It's it's kind of just putting some common sense and actually actual which, thought and discussion which try, about it. Which... We try to be somewhat neutral. We are definitely not neutral at all, but we, we, we try to attack it. At, at, and I have no, I have said many, many times, and I will probably say it again. I actually believe Trump here. <laughs> yeah. like, I, 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 I don't believe a single thing when it comes to this Russia collusion thing. I totally believe that something's going to come out about him money laundering, but I I think, like Ian said, the same exact thing is going to come out about the Clinton Foundation, so... It's and it, the great thing is with like with what you get the way you guys have approached this, the way you've approached your your previous podcasts, um, you you automatically go to whatever th- belief or thought that you have. You mm-hmm. guys have that training that you go to. Well, I need to play devil's advocate for a moment, and I need to look at the right. other side to make sure is my view really what it's supposed to be. And there's so many people that don't know how to play devil's advocate with themselves. That's why we're in the the shitstorm we're in now because they believe their way is the only way they won't look at another view well thank you i think that's the so, perfect place to wrap this up bro yes i was just thinking, going to the setup where can people find you uh you can find me on twitter at ian gillian that's g-i-l-l-i-a-n you can find me on facebook uh, our group is info warriors it's two words um, and you can find me if you want to personally check out my page, which you'll see the same political stuff, not much family stuff on there. My name is Ian Palmer. 
feel free to find me. I'm wearing a Notre Dame hat in my photo. Easy to find. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ian, for being on. Guys, I appreciate it. Thank you for the time for letting me come on. Thanks. That was a fun interview, Luke. Yeah, uh, really good. It, I, we had a lot more we could have talked about, but we just we went oh. a full hour. We weren't even expecting to go that long, but uh, <laughs> we there were topics we probably wanted to cover that we didn't. But hopefully, we'll get him on again in the future for uh, other things, or or at least have him send something in or something like that. Because uh, I thought it was pretty Definitely. interesting to have somebody with a different opinion uh, and everything. So Definitely interesting. Hey, have you seen any movies this uh, week? Uh, I did. I saw... Uh, it's a movie called Game Over Man. Uh, which had the guys Game from Workaho- Workaholics in it. It was basically... Yeah. It was a comedy um, kind of making fun of Die Hard. So it, it was, I would put it in the vein of like somewhat like scary movie, except about Die Hard instead of about Scream. Does that make sense? Uh, mm-hmm. But I thought it was a very good comedy movie, very funny. It was just what I needed this week, something light and fun, not not um, a serious documentary, which is what I watched last week. So if, uh, if you want a light, well, fun, reminds me. light, light oh, yeah, fun comedy movie, <laughs> this is the movie for you. It is a little, there's some very crude humor in it, but other than that. Nice. I need to see that documentary, by the way. Uh, I watched one really bad movie and one really good movie. What do you want to hear about first? The good one or the bad uh, one? The good one. Uh, I saw a really good movie called The Last Movie Star. I, I really, really recommend it for you. Look, I think you will find it extremely interesting. I'm not going to say anything about the plot other than that I... Yeah. It's called The Last Movie Star for a reason. <laughs> okay. And it's really good. Really good. But then I saw something that you are definitely never, ever, ever going to see. <laughs> and there's two reasons for it. For the first reason, it's a musical. Okay. And the second reason, it was a shit musical. I thought you said this was and... the... Oh, this is the bad one. Okay, sorry. Yes. And it's called The Greatest Showman. I've heard of this. All right. Oh. Not good? This, this atrocery of a movie. I'm not sure I can call it a movie. Okay. Um, I remember. I have a little, like, pre-story to this story. I remember when I saw Les Miserables for sure. the first time. Okay. I, 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 I really liked Les Mis. Okay. Not at all. And uh, Hugh Jackman is is one of the big roles right. in that. And he can't sing. Yes. Uh, do you know who is <laughs> the main man in The Greatest Showman? A uh, Hugh Jack person? It's Hugh Jackman! Okay. Yes. Yeah. He's the main character in The Greatest Showman. It's a musical about circus and the man that discovered circus. So it's um, 
a movie about a man that really liked to hit lions and shit like that. <laughs> All right, okay. Don't ever see this movie, look. Please promise me you will never ever watch this movie. Well, I'm not going to. It's, if it's a musical and it's got a musical with Hugh Jackman, yeah, no thanks. Yeah, so that's the two movies I've seen this week. The last movie star that you want to see and the greatest showman that you definitely don't want to see. <laughs> but let's go into this audio trailer of Sherlock Gnomes. Whoa. Loud. Gnomeo and Juliet are moving to a whole new garden. Gnomeo and Juliet. Juliet doesn't get a silly pun on the word gnome, I guess. I see Nomeo and Juliet. Oh, is this like a sequel to another movie that I've never heard of? I guess so. Mm -hmm. To a shit movie, actually, also. Nomeo and Juliet was not good at all. This is just toys so far. Isn't it? They all have to hide and be in their place when the when the uh, people arrive. Oh, I laughed one time. Oh no. I, I mean, that was a that was a pretty good joke. I never like Kung Fu Panda movies. I hated the first movie. The animation looks all right. I've only yeah. laughed once so far, but. Our next crew is in the park. Get us directions quickly. Just follow the blue line on the ground until you find the giant red thumbtack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, was, that was funny. Yeah, that was pretty good. Mary J. Blige and Johnny Depp with original music by Eldon John and Bernie Taupin. We have to go undercover. Let's go. Two forward. Hold. Ooh, I said hold. Forgive me, I've never been the back end of a squirrel before. We can spot it. <laughs> Barely sounds like Johnny Depp. Yeah. That's not how a squirrel shakes its behind. Mankini, can you demonstrate? Mankini? What? What? Do you see what I'm doing? See? Do you see? Yes, you're acting like a rear end. Uh, it's also a bad joke. <sighs> so, Luke, what is this Oscar nominated movie all about? Sherlock Gnomes. Um. After a string of garden gnome disappearances in London, Gnomeo and Juliet look at a legend, look to a legendary detective, Sherlock Gnomes, to solve the case of their missing friends and family. Uh, says 4.8 out of 10 on IMDb and 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Not great. Uh... I went to the Facebook as normal, and there was like nobody there that had seen it. Every like all, yeah. there were barely any comments, and all of them were, "Oh, I, I can't wait to see this movie. I'm gonna see this movie this weekend. I'm gonna see this movie tomorrow." But nobody had actually seen it. So the only person I found that had actually seen it was this uh, Emily Zarate. Uh, I loved your movie. I and cried about three times while watching it. 
So that's the only real review I found on Facebook. Uh, so that's all I got to go with. You, what'd you find, Fro? Misha K gave it half a star, saying, Watching this in the cinema with my little sister. 90 minutes of pure torture. Please send help. <laughs> <laughs> I also found a little, little, uh, uh, five star. <clears throat> I read the Bible once. And I have to say that this movie is like 10 hundred Bibles in one if they were directed by ill Alfred Hitchcock. Okay. How amazing is that? That's a pretty good comment, uh, but uh, clearly... I read the Bible once, I just have to say, say that this movie is like 100 Bibles in one if they were directed by Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> Five stars. Wow. Oh, such such a movie. But yeah, Gnomia and Ju- uh, Juliet was uh, was uh, okay, I guess. I remember it as terrible, but I have bad memory of things. Sure. Speaking so, of don't trust memories me. of things, uh, yeah, alone together will soon be a memory for us. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I'm I'm kind of happy, especially with this episode. This episode was the worst. Uh, Don't you think so? Wasn't this the worst? Um, well, at the end, I was very confused, but we'll get to it. Uh, I didn't think this was the worst episode. I thought there were worse episodes, really? but uh, I didn't think this was the best episode either. So. I liked so our, our special to... guest we got in this. I thought that was kind of funny. Yes, yes. I liked the special guest as well. Uh, as well. So we start with... Uh, uh, sorry, I oh, now I forgot his name. Benji? Benji, thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Benji is uh, putting an eviction notice on on uh, a door. I was thinking to myself, is this the eviction notice for the door to his home? Because it it looked a little like that. Like Can it was his house. Like... At first, yeah. I didn't know whose house it was, but we find out here in a second. So yes, because who comes out? Uh, we don't. I mean, it's not really important to the story, but it an ex rock star of some kind. And he looks so incredibly like he's gone through a lot. And uh, he throws Benji uh, away from the door, like kind of hard almost. And then we say, see that Esther is uh, trying to get a job at uh, this... Kind of, uh, it's a restaurant where they have, (laughs) yes, uh, singers and dancers. We never actually see it, but it's like one of those 50s diners where they like sing and dance, right? We never actually see the inside of the restaurant. But going back to the last scene, uh, the part at the very end where he knocks over the mailbox is very funny. He's like, because this guy's a rock star, clearly an ex rock star, probably from the 90s or something like that. Uh, and Benji goes, 
don't you guys know this stuff is tacky with the devil horns and the flames? That stuff hasn't been badass since the 70s. Why don't you go to the Guitar Center <laughs> and tell all your friends to reconsider their interior de- decorating decisions? I thought that was a f- hilarious line. Yeah. And she's doing this uh, dance routine inside a really small office, so every time she turns around or does anything, she knocks things over. Mm-hmm. And she has with her <laughs> her portfolio that also contains a picture of her. And how old is she on this picture? Like 16? Uh, gotta be something around there. She, it's very young, and her, it's her headshots. And yeah. she says, I have to give and these away. Like, right. I have to give this away because my parents will not pay for new ones if I don't get new ones. If I don't get all of the old ones away. It's very funny because she's trying to get... She's interviewing clearly for this... Way, job at this restaurant and she's dancing and the lady goes i think there's been some kind of misunderstanding we're not actually hiring for waitresses we're hiring for like kitchen staff or something you didn't actually Mm -hmm. have to do that whole dance routine you just did that i I never asked you to (laughs) that's what the lady says it's very funny and she doesn't want to take the photo she's like no so she comes into benji's car and they talk about what uh, has happened through their day, uh, and uh, uh, we see that Benji has another type of job, and that is collecting uh, money from this laundry machines. Well, his brother calls and him I... when they're in the car, and his brother tells him that he needs to take care of some other apartments. So we know that his brother is in um, real estate type like he manages apartments and sells houses and whatever. And so Benji is working for his brother, uh, doing maintenance and stuff on these apartments is what's happening. And it, we get a yeah. montage here of him, like montage. you said, getting coins out of, uh, laundry machines and, uh, fixing somebody's faucet and other things. The one where he's like, the guy clearly can't get his microwave to work. And Benji just yes. like plugs it in. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. And Esther is there dancing around her. Like, uh, so uh, she's such a bratty brat. She's just goofing off while he's working, right? But then we get what I call the best uh, guest role of the uh, show, maybe. Because they go knocking on the door, and who answers? Oh, are you talking to me? <laughs> I thought, yes. You do these all the time, and you think... Uh, I always think it's a uh, rhetorical question, like you're going to continue. I didn't. I don't actually... You do that all the time to me, and I'm always like, is he? am I supposed to answer this or not? But... Uh, <laughs> you're supposed to answer. Right, we go back a little bit, because what his brother had told him was that he needed to do all these things, and the last thing he needed to do was clean out uh, an old lady's apartment who died and catalog, catalog all the stuff that's in her apartment. That's kind of important. Right. So they go to this apartment and he says, this is the last thing we have to do before we go catalog the old lady's stuff. And then we go to this apartment and Polly Shore is, it's Polly Shore. Shore's apartment. 
And it's so good to say Polish R. I love Polish R. And uh, uh, Benji is uh, sitting there with the bong that Polish R has on his lap. And this bong looks so cool and retro. <laughs> I was like, whoa, cool, man. <laughs> right, and, and Pauly about... Shore says he doesn't yeah. smoke weed, but his fans give it to him all the time because uh, <laughs> his fans think he does. So he just yeah. has it, and then he gives it to Benji. <laughs> so Benji stays there uh, smoking pot. And uh, Esther goes to uh, this dead uh, uh, girl's apartment, woman's apartment, and everything is, like, covered uh, with, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, Sheets? Uh, Not really sheets. important, but it's an old lady's apartment. It's clearly wow. somebody very old lived here. Yeah. And you you see her trying out clothing and things like that. And she finds something she really likes. But then we go back to Benji. And Benji is suddenly very, 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 very sick. And why is he sick? Look. Uh, well... Polly Shore sees, uh, or Benji's eyes are all red, and Polly Shore is like, "Man, I think you got a little too stoned." And Benji goes, "No, I'm allergic to your cat." <laughs> and and <this laughs> Polly Shore has this cat, and we find out that he's not even supposed to have a cat. It's like against the rules of the oh. apartment, but Benji lets it slide Bye. because Polly Shore is cool, and it gives him free weed, right? So Benji goes to this old woman's apartment, and you see that uh, Esther has been there for a while because she's starting to eat food from this woman's fridge. And, <laughs> and she's up. dressed in her clothes, yeah. Yeah. And especially this red dress, it's so horribly red and so old-fashioned. And Benji's like, you can't have that on you. You know, that that's... This this uh, woman's, and she's like, oh, but I I am this woman. I am her. She even met Clark Gable when you see this Clark Gable poster on the wall, and she's pointing to it like, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's like with love or something. It says like that, and she finds this bag of candy and stuff like that, and this old top hat. And she wants to keep everything. And you see that Benji is both stoned and out of his mind allergic. So he's kind of trying to, like, be uh, mean against her. Like, trying to get her to, to do the right stuff. But, <laughs> uh, but uh, Esther is, is kind of um, uh, keeping it against him. And, like, goes and puts him in a chair with the old woman's clothing around him and gives him this uh, mask. Oxy it's o it's an oxygen ox tank, right. Like, old yeah. people oxygen tank. And since he's got <laughs> allergies, getting him like, getting the pure oxygen circulated, it's going to make his allergies go away. Right. And uh, you see that he has received a bunch of text messages because he sleeps in this chair, of course. From his and brother. Trying right. to... Yes. 
and Esther is trying out more stuff and finds uh, uh, Benji some shoes. Which he says they're norm... He goes, these are so normcore, which I guess is a real thing. Have you ever heard of that, Fro? No, no, never. If you look it up, normcore is a unisex fashion trend characterized by unpretentious, normal-looking clothing. Uh, combination of the word normal and hardcore, obviously. Uh, it, it was f- it was created in 2013 by a trend forecasting group in a report called Youth Mode, a report on freedom. Isn't that weird? <laughs> so weird. <laughs> that is weird. And we follow them out where Benji now is uh, testing out his golf clubs and you see that Esther again has changed her clothing. <laughs> well, she <laughs> changed into a different dress. dress of this old lady's, right? Right. And then you see that Dean is trying to call Benji, uh, aka Benji's brother. And uh, Esther has found this spoon set of spoons that she wants to keep. And it's a spoon collection of some kind. And Benji is playing golf. But then she finds this <laughs> this diary and starts reading from it to Benji. And Benji is laying in, on, in the sofa and relaxing and having glasses on. I have never seen him with glasses before, have you? Um, I never thought about it, but now that you mention it, I don't think we have. Yeah. And it looks kind of sophisticated, sophisticated, uh, with those glasses on. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Esther is trying to keep, uh, argument for keeping all those things and uh, Benji has to go to Paul Shore's apartment, and uh, uh, the, uh, the uh, it's been clogged. Uh, the the sink in his kitchen has been now in his bathroom has been clogged, clogged. And you see, it's from all the cat hairs. It's clearly from the cat hairs. Right. Yeah. And. Uh, he he's now taking a shower in this dude's apartment, and he's trying to sit on this old man's chair, and is like trying to, like get his uh, leg out, and like saying uh, like turning the water on, and you see that he's falling in this bathtub, like ba- back over and hurts himself. Right. And so earlier he had said he had a bad back. And also earlier, they were talking about how they wanted to retire early. So that when they were hanging out, when he was lying on the couch, they were talking about how, uh, why, why do you have, why does society tell you you have to get really old before you retire? Why can't we do it right now? And so this whole, the the joke here is he fell over in the bathtub and he can't get up. It's the, I've fallen Mm. and I can't get up, but he's a young Mm. millennial who's trying You see, that's the joke here for (laughs) And uh, we see that Esther is back at this girl's office that we saw in the beginning. And she's doing a dance routine in this old woman's clothing again. 
Right. And she, so uh, now she's interviewing at this 50s diner, but she has original, like, actual 1950s clothing. So, yeah. Yes. But she says something really, really funny. And I don't know if you got it, because she's up there, and she's dancing, and she goes down, and she's like, Yeah, get the job! Did I get the job? Yes. If you promise me next time, you wear underwear. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was very funny. She's, just, she's dance, she was... she'd be dancing on this table with this woman in front of her, showing her her pussy the whole time. Well, she was dancing on the lady's <laughs> desk, right, and the lady's yes. behind her desk. And but the first time she was dancing uh, behind the desk, on the floor. but that was when, mm-hmm. but she kept knocking things over. So she thought it would be better to be on the desk because she wouldn't knock things over. But she didn't have but underwear she's on. Naked. Yeah. Yes. So we go back uh, to Polish Shore's apartment with Benji there being hurt and being helped out of the apartment of Polish Shore. And Polish Shore he- helps him out help. of the bathtub, right? Because right. he arrives back home. And Esther comes to the apartment and tell Benji that she's gotten the job. She got, she got some some bad shifts and now we see that all the things are getting like moved from this old lady's apartment and uh uh paul shore gets like okay yes i got ridden of the cat because i saw how allergic you went and benji got like thank you thank you for for being so nice and being such a cool dude and everything and the smoke pot and, and things like that. And the police are like, yeah, sure, I get rid of the cat for you, my buddy. And we go like two seconds away and and he closes the door and they would see like, I would never get rid of you. You're such a lovely cat. <laughs> and he goes and plays with his cats. Right. Polly Shore does and the exactly. Episode, uh, Yes. And the episode ends. The weird thing that happened here, Fro, is last week, I you didn't see it, but I recapped it, and for some reason, the end of this episode was at the end of last episode when I watched it. I have no idea what happened there. Really? Yeah, I have no idea. Very strange. Huh. So, what would you rate this whole season? Um, I'll give this a 6 out of 10. Uh, I will give it a five out of ten. I like I, I like the fact that it was original, like it was very original. Uh, I couldn't mm. compare this to like any other uh, comedy show, so that I did like about it. The comedy is very dry, so you have to like dry humor. Um, mm-hmm. And I like that it's the joke telling is inc- it's really complex. Uh, there are some things I don't like about it. Mostly the some of the acting is not very good. Uh, the production quality is not the greatest, but uh, it is a, just it's just a silly TV show. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, overall six out of ten. Yeah, I agree with what you said. Uh, I thought it was a little too stupid, maybe. So I give it five out of ten. And that is the last. TV show we will cover in this way. 
for at least some time. If you send us a hundred dollars, so we will think about it. Sure. If somebody sends a hundred dollars and a suggestion, we'll do whatever, pretty much. So yeah. Yeah, we will all, almost get naked on the show. We told you that before. <laughs> hey, plug, 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 plug. AudibleTrial.com slash another digital citizen. That's AudibleTrial.com slash another digital citizen. Free book. Yep, go to WestCoastWestlandConnection.com. Uh, go to the YouTube page. Check out the TV show. Good stuff there. Um, and then, Fro, plug your podcast. Your other podcast, I guess. <laughs> I, was, I was going to say, don't I have a podcast? <laughs> yes <laughs> go to that wrestling show where I talk a lot about wrestling and this week we will go through all the inductees in this uh, year's Hall of Fame one of the worst Hall of Fames of many many years if you ask me me and Fro agreed we're not going to sit down and watch this together so yeah I don't, I'm probably not going to watch it at all to be honest it's really 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 bad this year extremely bad this year so coming up next week we will talk news of the week we will have another digital review of a crow a cream acrimony acrimony i think it is okay what is that i have no idea we'll find out next week uh we will talk wrestlemania predictions oh holy shit it's so close yeah Oh, and we will talk about stoned ape theory. What is this look? Uh, it's a controversial theory from Terrence McKenna, which states that a lot of uh, our advanced uh, advanced human evolution came as a result of ingesting psilocybin mushrooms. Mm. That, so it's saying that uh, our brains got bigger because of magic mushrooms. So that should be interesting. Cool. From the United States of America and from the United States of Norway, this has been another digital citizen. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.